You're listening to Music Road's DIY Musician Podcast, episode number 21, your road to navigating the music industry as a DIY musician. The purpose of this podcast is to provide bite-sized, actionable marketing strategies so you can create music or your fan base and pay the bill. My name is Crisella, and I'm a music marketing strategist for independent musicians. After getting my MBA in music business, I decided to start Music Road as a passion project to help equip DIY musicians turn their daydreams into reality. Last week, I talked about the very vague question, how can I make it in the music industry? I gave a long case on what that could look like, and it's not what most people might think. If you haven't listened to it, make sure to check it out at musicroad.co slash 20 after this episode. In that episode, I also talked about a framework that helps many musicians succeed in this ever-changing music industry. To recap, first you need to define your niche, build a fan base with super fans, and then monetize your craft. But why does defining your niche matter? A lot of musicians are intuitive and jump into what they might feel is best. And this definitely works, so why bother defining anything? Well, this process of defining is also what helps you with your branding and marketing process. Understanding your brand will help you streamline your marketing efforts. As a musician, this might make you run away and completely turn you off. But in order to be a profitable and successful DIY musician, you need to understand these concepts. I'll explain. Your brand is essentially your overall image that differentiates you from other musicians. For musicians, brand is specifically related to your music style, how you might dress, the lifestyle you might have, the fans tour experience, the packaging of your CDs, the content in your social media, the type of merchandise you might sell, anything that essentially represents you as a musician. For example, Adele's brand hinges on a raw, soulful, and personal vibe. Her concerts are very intimate with limited stage props and tricks. She interacts frequently with her crowd having casual conversations. Almost all her albums are close-ups on her face with dim or harsh lighting with little to no color to have a film noir sort of effect. This connects with the raw, soulful vibe that's also very melancholic and reflective. All her albums, 19, 21, and 25, have little to no color. At concerts, her attire is always classic, while her sound is also very close to natural with very limited to no synth usage. These elements are consistent throughout her brand. While she's an international pop sensation, her brand is still very specific, and over the years, it hasn't strayed away too much from it. So that's a nutshell example. I could probably yak on for 20 minutes about Adele's brand, but let's talk about how this is relevant to you specifically. Identifying your niche will play a huge role in your branding and marketing. Believe it or not, your niche fits in a specific subculture and demographic of people. Knowing your niche helps you identify these things. A black and white example could be a children's pop cover artist. On YouTube, you might do covers of music that are mostly clean, and if they're not, you'll change the lyrics. And this isn't just for foul language. For example, Andy Grammer's song, Honey, I'm Good, there's a lyric that goes, you look good, I will not lie. And the kids' bop version changes it to, you seem nice, I will not lie. As a children's pop artist, you'll need to understand what exactly what parents are looking for and not looking for in a quote-unquote safe song. If you don't, you might run into some disappointed parents. So understanding your demographics is important for not only shaping your marketing, but also your music. 
As an artist, this might be challenging to hear because you don't want to have to have any sort of creative limitations. But the reality is that you can't be everything to everyone. And when you try to be, you fail. You fail in focus and you fail in catering to the fans that value you the most. In fact, there have been studies done to show that limitations actually allow for more creativity. Think of different sized canvases as creating boundaries for your art piece or only having five paint colors and needing to mix them around and create new colors. Boundaries make room for creativity because you're forced to be creative with what you have. It also makes you masters in what you're focusing on. Whereas being a jack of all trades and a master of none results in no focus, productivity, or meaningful result. Next, we're going to identify your niche. And while we identify it, we're also going to investigate how to do it profitably. Number one, start by identifying your main genre. Broad genres include pop, rock, dance, singer-songwriter, rap, hip-hop, etc. As you hear these genres, you might even come up with what's next, which is the subgenre. Subgenres are usually another subdivision of the main genre or even a crossover. For example, there's pop country, progressive house, alternative rock, dream pop. These days, these sorts of genres are almost becoming more commonplace because listening palettes continue to change and expand. And what makes you different from genres within that subgenre? This will be your niche. So for example, let's say you're an alternative rock artist with the dream pop emphasis. Your niche might be female solo dream pop alternative rock artist. If you're not entirely solo, you might be a female-fronted dream pop alternative rock band. Why is this profitable? This helps you stand out amidst a sea of competition. In marketing terms, this is considered a competitive advantage because instead of getting lost in a general, vague, indistinguishable space, you're standing out and reaching out a specific demographic that's looking for your type of music. Think about this in terms of everyday products like chocolate. A subcategory could be organic dark chocolate. A niche chocolate would be something like a gluten-free, organic, 86% cacao chocolate with non-GMO almonds. This chocolate satisfies a very specific need, and likewise your music does too, and this helps you position yourself as the big fish in a small pond. Just make sure that your genre isn't so specific that no one knows what you're talking about, or that it's so specific that nothing like you exists and there's no actual market or fan base that exists for you. Number two, if you're having trouble figuring out your niche, ask some friends and family what artists you sound similar to. Next, research these artists and understand how platforms identify their music. So for example, you'd use iTunes, Spotify, Amazon to start. All of these platforms categorize these artists in some way, but also make sure to check places like Wikipedia because it does list subgenres of the artist. For example, Lord might be listed in pop for Spotify or iTunes, but when you look at Wikipedia, it also indicates dream pop. So after you do that, you want to use this information to build Spotify and YouTube playlists. To leverage your niche in a profitable way, you need to draw traffic 
traffic. To do that, you can create playlists with artists that are similar to you and include your music within the playlist. This way, fans that are looking up the similar artists will also happen to stumble upon your music. You don't want to get spammy with your playlists and include big name artists for attention. You want to genuinely choose artists that are similar to you so that fans that love those similar artists will also likely listen to you. Number three, explore your niche's activities. Knowing this is important because it'll help you create content for your social media that's not just about your music. It'll also help you streamline your Facebook paid marketing and genuinely connect with your fans. You'll be surprised by how much you actually have in common with your fans. So how do you find this out? You could start by looking at an artist similar to you and check out their followers. What do they enjoy posting? What brands and celebrities are they following? Write down at least 10 activities and then brainstorm ideas for your content. Number four, identify what merch related products your fans might enjoy. Nothing's worse than getting a bunch of printed products or custom-made items and you're stuck at home with a bunch of non-purchased, undesirable merchandise. Instead, make research important. You want to understand your fans well and you start by understanding your niche. After you've done that, identify merchandise they might be interested in. For example, if you're a dance electronic musician, you may not consider vinyl because your genre sells the fewest in vinyl. On the other hand, rock genres tend to sell the most out of all the other genres. So before hopping on trends, make sure to do your research. Number five, build your networks by researching other small DIY artists that share your niche. There's a common economic aphorism that goes a rising tide lifts all boats, which means improvements happening in the general economy will generally help those involved. For musicians, what benefits the musicians as a whole will definitely benefit every musician involved. While sonic competition is fierce on the internet, that doesn't mean you operate in isolating ways. You can establish a community that helps build each other up. You could do this by creating a Facebook group, by doing a collaboration, or leveraging each other's networks by doing a contest or giveaway. Building a network is one of the most effective ways to grow your fan base. Plus, plus you develop invaluable camaraderie. Number six, as you define your niche, continue developing your brand. This includes what sort of color scheme you might use, your artistic direction, or imagery that draws your fan base. This also includes how you can use that throughout your packaging and social media account. Now, this might change from album cycle to album cycle, but generally you do need some kind of consistency. Fans and consumers in general are drawn to consistency. Number seven, create a list of words or keywords. You can play with different arrangements of your niche to start with. These words are words your fans might be using to search for new artists to listen to. So on your website, you want to make sure that your website is optimized for these search keywords. If you don't have a website, you want to make sure that these keywords are in your social descriptions, especially YouTube, because it functions like a search engine. These are just seven ways that identifying your niche works profitably in your favor. If you're hoping to invest in your music business learning, make sure to head over to musicroad.co slash 21 for show notes and free updates on ways to improve your music marketing strategies. As always, thank you so much for listening in. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and leave a review. Your support for this channel helps me to continue sharing these invaluable resources with independent musicians like yourself. Again, thank you, and I'll chat with you next time.